Welcome back to another Black Window Cream podcast, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real First World. Now, normally on Sundays, we release uh, one-on-one interviews with industry-leading creatives, but this quarantine shit is really fucking everything up. We want to respect the social distancing rules and stay away from each other. So for the time being, we present to you our new segment called Quarantine and Chill. Each episode, I call up a few of my creative homies to see how they're holding up during this lockdown and squeeze some creator tips and advice out of them to give back to all of you. All right, let's stop playing this fucking... Let's stop playing this fucking song so I can get a little serious and introduce today's guest. Darren, please drop that beat. Today, we have the world-renowned DJ, musician, and record producer, San Holo, best known for his Dr. Dre remix for the next episode, which currently has over 218 million views on YouTube alone. I catch up with him at his home all the way over in the Netherlands to hear about his recent touring, coming to a halt due to the virus, how he's taking advantage of his downtime, and his belief behind the Stay Vibrant movement. Next, we have my boy Ev, the legendary AD behind some of the most iconic music videos ever made. He's worked with Drake, Chris Brown, Eminem, Usher, Taylor Swift, Kendrick Lamar, Nicki Minaj, etc., etc., etc. There's so many artists that this dude's worked with. We talk about the DGA, the Guild for Assistant Directors, and how he is working to become a part of that and what it can do for ADs all around. Ev also gives a behind-the-scenes look into the emotional Eminem music video, Darkness, which reenacts the Las Vegas shooting. This video currently has 43 million views and was Eminem's way to help promote ending gun violence. Lastly, we have past podcast guest Louis Vito. In this episode, Louis lets us know how the snowboarding industry has been affected by the virus, how he is accomplishing personal goals while being forced to take a break from traveling, and he also shares about his partnership with Toyota and how they empower him to travel. Specifically, he gets into a a wild-ass story about some fishing trips south of Mexico. A little bit off-brand for this podcast, but it's still fire. Um, We hope you enjoy these conversations today. If you want to support the Black Window Cream podcast, just text a direct link to this episode to any homie of yours that you think would benefit from listening to this make sure to follow us on instagram at black window cream and uh subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to this episode on today we appreciate the love always um before we get into this episode if this is your first time tuning to the podcast you are probably wondering what the fuck is black with no cream great question black window cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine or at least i take my coffee black window cream but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community we have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content asking for feedback passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth and you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. Son, hello, bro. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing good, man. Today I had a kind of a slow day. I feel kind of useless useless today, but um, overall I've been good. Right. Where are you at right now? Are you in, are you in the States or no? I, uh, right when Trump announced the travel ban between Europe and, and America, I flew I flew right back home like, immediately because I didn't want to get stuck. Uh, get stuck in America. Like my healthcare and my social system is just in Holland. Um, so, so um, I just flew back home to my family just to be safe, you know, just to be sure. Right. No, that's good. I, I know it, it was kind of weird when it started to crack. Were you were you playing shows uh, like during that yeah. time period? You were here, right? Dude. Yeah. I, so I I was gonna. I just played a show. And I had like two days in LA of like uh, sessions and production stuff. Uh, and then I was supposed to go to Vegas for, for a set in Vegas. Uh, but, uh, but then, 
the entire travel ban came up and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go home because I don't trust this at all. Man. Yeah. I, that would be the worst. Like, you know, you, it could be months where we're just kind of on lockdown and you, if you had to do it in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean now we're, we're kind of used to the, now we're kind of used to the idea of like the lockdown and the, and the quarantine and the, the, the social distancing. But back like a couple of weeks ago, when, when you heard it, it was kind of scary, you know, you were like, what's going, what's going to happen. And, right. and, um, and it's still scary, you know, it's, but it's, uh, it's uncertain. The uncertainty is, is definitely uh, a killer for me. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I, I don't want to be able to plan stuff, but. Right. And, and you, so this is fun to come off of you having a project, the stay vibrant po- project. And how, how yeah. have you found a way to stay vibrant during, during this, especially at the beginning? Like I'm assuming your home, are you near family and everything like that? Yes. Yes. That's good. Um, I, I travel most of the time I just travel. I'm never home really. Um, so, so it's actually good to be in the same city with my mom and my brother and being able to say hi and, and be there for them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. Right. I, I miss the U S though. I miss the U S for sure. Do you, yeah. So with, with the traveling, like how, I mean, for people who don't understand how much, time are you truly on the road show wise being in the studio you know you're always bouncing around for collaborations i'd imagine you hit yeah, the road pretty it's, hard it's, yeah it's it's uh i think last year um in 2019 i was on the road about eight to nine months of the year wow and but it's it's you know sometimes you stay in la for a couple of weeks and then you go to atlanta for a couple of weeks and then you go to austin for a couple of weeks it's it's not like I've, I've developed this thing where I'm able to feel at home if I'm just comfortable and in my own skin, you know, I can Mm. feel at home in LA or, or in Holland or in Atlanta, as long as, as long as I have good people around me and and just I'm comfortable, you know? Right. Yeah. When you're traveling, who, who, is it usually just you or are you rolling with a a team? Like how, how do you travel? So when I do shows, I I have like uh, six people, six to seven people with me, like a, a camera guy, a, a tour manager, a, a lighting designer, um, uh, someone who does my guitar stuff. Um, and it's, it's always a nice group of people. You know, it's always, it's not like I'm alone on the road. It's there's people working on the project with me, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a second family, you know, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Right. So for you, I think this is an interesting topic. Like, I feel obviously having toured a ton, you, you understand the amount of things that go on behind the scenes that make a tour happen and bring it to life and allow you to be on stage and do what you do. How, how have you dealt with the repercussions of, you know, you were traveling, you were, you may have had those six people or, or, and you know what it's like to have production to take care of the team. It's like, is there a weird, I don't know, weight on your shoulders to feel like, all right, how do I, how do I get through this to support the people that are normally with me on the yeah. road they bank on that you know yeah so um i'm quite I, I i love these people you know like the moment we can get get back into like the studio and like the the road no actually the the moment we can get back into the life uh the life world you know they're going to be back with me 24 7 you know um it's it's been to be honest it's been weird because obviously everyone like they're on my team, but like they're also doing stuff uh, outside of mine, but they also do other acts, you know, sometimes that's it. 
my my uh my audio guy for example he also does uh other acts sometimes but also they are not touring anymore you know like right. no one is touring anymore so um but obviously i'm gonna be there for them and and uh because no one wins if 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 they go down in this crisis you know like this um, it's just going to be like it's it's the hard thing is it's so uncertain we don't know where it's going to go mm-hmm. we don't know how long it's going to take like i what do you think like i feel like some people say end of the year i don't i don't i don't believe that actually i think it's going to be next year or something yeah i mean in la they're already talking about any major event not happening until 2021 and it's just crazy, man. Like last week we had uh, my friend Jaquel on the podcast. He's Beyonce's choreographer and he's, he started creating a, um, the dancer relief fund. Cause he knows they had like three, he was choreographing three different Coachella performances that were supposed to happen, which means he's booking hundreds of dancers who all just got laid off. And now they're thinking maybe Coachella leads to tours and tours leads to five months of pay for them. And it's just done, you know, and it's crazy to see, yeah, it's really crazy to see it, man. The touring world is so, it's so weird because, and right away I've seen a lot of people start obviously live. I don't know if you've messed around with live streaming, but you have been, your your YouTube channel, you've been putting out content pretty pretty frequently. Yeah. So, so first of all, I want to say, like, I think it's super scary to, to, to think about what's going to happen um, because I don't even think we can understand the impact of, of this entire thing. Like how many people are going to lose their jobs um, I think it's scary and I think we're going to be in some weird times. Right. Uh, af- even after this is over, I want to be positive, of course, but I'm, I'm, I think about it a lot. I'm like, how is this going to unravel? Is that a yeah, right yeah, way yeah. to say it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Un- unfold. Um, but I- I'm just trying to stay productive, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, uh, so, so like you said, I'm, I just started the stay vibrant thing. Um, I've been talking about staying vibrant for like a year already. It's like a, it's like a little thing that happened. Um, uh, it's, it's basically about being positive and, and, and realistic optimism. Um, mm. you know, it's okay to feel like shit sometimes it's yes. okay to feel great. You know, uh, just the honesty that comes with it is very important to me. Um, and being able to talk about it, you know, I think it's very important. We're able to talk about, um, that sometimes you wake up and for some reason you just feel like shit. And sometimes that's just the way it is. And, and we all try to hide it and try to fake a smile, but that's not always necessary. You know, it's a, uh, I think it's very vibrant to be honest with, with people around you about how you're feeling. Um, and, um, so one thing I did is I started releasing music every Monday for, for, for the people at home. Um, and that's what I've been doing for about five weeks now. And, um, uh, it's it's just been uh, it's it's also a way for me to stay productive and just focus on something because if I can't focus on something creative then I lose my mind and mm-hmm. I just I just go crazy. Right. No, I love that, it, it, and it's it, it keeps you kind of on par with deliveries, and you know people are expecting something, so it kind of pushes you to that to make sure you exactly. kind of come correct. Yeah, exactly. I and and um, I just. I think music has always kept me sane in a way. And I only just realized it now in this weird time that how much music and, and having like deadlines and, and, and little goals, like a track, another track, a remix, uh, 
you know, how, how that just keeps me going. Mm. Yeah. Um, I love that with, with, with the staying vibrant, right. Going into like kind of the meaning behind that. How, how have you found, have you dealt with, you know, there's a lot of, you can have a lot of friends and everything like that. And there's a lot of people that just for some reason, I think move through life in a negative mentality and Mm -hmm. how have you found, or how have you dealt or what would you suggest to people who are dealing with people around them that kind of are always just pumping negativity into their life versus uh, positivity? <clears throat> For instance, you just have someone that's always finding the bad in everything versus finding the yeah. good. I, I used to be, um, I used to be kind of like that, man. I used to be the the half full glass. You mm. know what I mean? Um, but then um, I think something something happened, and I don't want to get into it uh, in. in too many too much detail but um i started to realize that nothing is for granted and, and nothing is certain you know this weird time shows that nothing is certain you can have the biggest tour coming up and within a second it can be it can be over which sounds very negative mm-hmm. you know this, but actually it's it's a reason to to be positive about the little things you know I mean, I could go for a walk right now and and normally i would just be like oh we're going for a walk but now i really appreciate the little things out of everyday life because um you just gotta you gotta don't take those things for granted you know even the fact that you get up in the morning and are able to have a shower or or have breakfast or whatever i think that's all those little things it's important to to really appreciate those things you know the little things no i love that yeah it's because it's, it's, i feel like in the end the little things is what really matters you know um i i can i, I don't know I can't really properly explain it right now. I can't find the right words. Um, but the fact that, uh, how do I say this? I think the, the, the most beautiful things in life are the things you can't put into words because there's some magic around it that you just cannot describe. And I think um, staying vibrant is just about uh, appreciating those things. Mm. I love that, which makes sense why you're a musician. <laughs> you know what I mean? I you're guess del- so, you're, yeah. You're delivering your exactly. face, you know? Yes, uh, that's what I, uh, I make music because I'm trying to vocalize or, or yeah, vocalize the things that I can't really put into words. Uh, or no, even yeah. now I'm, I'm doing a shit job of explaining this, but I'm trying to just put, put these things that I can't describe into something tangible like music, right. you know? No, of course. Is it for you? How do you see music changing the way music's released? especially right now, I guess maybe, maybe it's easier to look at it from like a, a stint of time, assuming that we'll be back to normal at at a period of time. But for right now, how do you see, obviously you're doing the weekly releases. You see different people doing live streams, taking advantage of that. Um, how do you, how do you feel? It's, uh, it's, it's very complex because I've got a, I've got some big projects finished that I would love to roll out right now, but I, decide to not do that right now because it's also uncertain. Mm. So instead I'm filling, I'm kind of I'm filling this gap with, with stuff that I'm, that I'm making on the fly without overthinking too much just for the fun. I'm just having fun, you know? Mm. Um, but it's definitely uh, complicated because I know there's, there's a lot of people that uh, were planning on doing huge tours. Like you said, there's a lot of shows going to happen. Uh, and now that's all gone. And, and most of the times these tours are linked to music releases, you know? So I think everyone is kind of changing their plans. And, um, and I wonder, this is what I think about a lot. 
I wonder when we can go back into to touring life and touring mode, how saturated it's, it's going to be. Everyone's going to do shows. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, like the, there's going to be a show every fucking hour. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be buses left for people to, to travel in. There's every artist yeah. is going to be consuming everything. I know that's, it's so, I think that that's what the craziest part of it all is part of consuming music, the live element, having bodies around you, movement, you know, that that's so exciting. That makes, it just adds yes. another level to the song that you're listening to and enjoying, right? Like if you just scroll, it's, it's crazy just because you scroll through artists' feeds who are particularly on tour often and traveling and whatnot. And now, and now it's slowly, it disappears in the feed as more relevant content from home and zoom chats and things like those are the screenshots we're sharing. But if you go back, it was just chaos. You know what I mean? Like when you go back yeah. to your thing, it's sweaty, people being sweaty, going crazy. There's something about that. That's so, I don't know how you replace that. You know what I mean? For the consumption portion of it. It's, 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 um, well, people have been doing these live streams, you know, which is awesome. I think it's awesome. Um, but still it's not the same as the live experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, it isn't. What the fact that you're, I was talking about this with my friend actually the other day. Um, the, the live streaming is fun, but there's something magical about being in the same room as everybody else and hearing the same sound from the same source. You know what I mean? It's, it's Mm -hmm. a special energy and, and you don't have that energy when you're at home in your own room, there's energy, but it's different kind of energy. And, um, I miss that energy, man. I miss the live communal energy of a, of a show and, and the sounds and the lights and it's, 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 uh, it's, it's great. But I also yeah. feel like I can't complain because there's so much, so much bad stuff going on right now. So I feel like every time I'm like sad about, you know, not, not playing shows, not being able to do my thing. Um, I'm like, I'm thinking about everyone who's suffering from this and I'm like, I, I should not talk. I should shut up, you know? But, mm. but I mean, we all, I think everyone feels it. What you, we all obviously acknowledge this, this pod, this segment of the podcast is definitely, we've already acknowledged the fact that th- there's so much terrible shit happening and there's so many people that are suffering and we feel for that. And then taking yeah. it a step farther, like what's the secondary uh, thing we're dealing with. And for look at it, man, it's like, as soon as everyone in Italy is like quarantined to their house, you're seeing these videos of people like playing music and singing along with each other. Like the music part of it, like there's there somehow that will never die no matter like what they constrain us to, what rules we have to follow. Like somehow music still seems to thrive in different places no matter how. So it's just how it's being put out there when I don't, man, it's crazy, bro. That's a reason why, why, why people, I mean, art, like art is so important. It's like, I think a lot of people wouldn't know what to do without art. Mm. And I think these t- weird times um, prove that once again, because I know a lot of people, uh, when I release those tracks from like Stay Vibrant every week, I know like there's, I'm getting a lot of messages of people saying, man, I'm, this is really nice. This is a nice thing to hold on to, you know, in these weird times. And that, I love that because I feel like then I'm kind of doing something. Yeah. You know, add value to uh, just to yeah. brighten someone's three and a half minutes up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. great. When you're, when you're, so let's, let's go back to before this shit went down when you were playing shows. Um, some of the, I mean, you're playing some festivals that will be in front of, I, I guess what's the biggest crowd you've ever played for in front of that, that you remember. 
I, I, I did some festival I between I think 10,000. Like is that a lot? Yeah. 10,000. Yeah. That's just seas of people. people. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. When, when you do those, what, what are some of the things you do to prepare right before you go on stage? Um, I know everyone has a different ritual, but I'd be curious to hear what yours is. Um, for me, it's I, I so I play guitar and, and sing and and DJ on stage. It's a very hybrid set of all kinds of things. But uh, I, I really need to warm up. I need to like an hour before the sh- for the show. I have to like do my warm ups and and um, vocal warm ups and also the stretches and um, just to get my blood flowing. And I listen to my favorite music and I listen um, get into the mood, get into the right mindset with my crew. Um, and uh, then, then we just go for it, man. I feel like the bigger, for some reason, the bigger crowds are less scary to me. I th- think the, you know, playing a song for three people is so much scarier than playing a song for a thousand people. Right, right, right. You know what I, 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 um, when there's like 5,000 people in the crowd, the energy is just different. And, and it's more like you're, you can't really see everyone's face. You just see one mass of people and you're trying to just like control and vibe on that mass of people, um, which is awesome. And, and when I see videos, when I look back, like before the isolation days, I'm like, wow, this was just, this was normal. This was everyday life. But now when I see that shit, it's almost kind of scary. You're like, right. You're thinking about the virus and you're like, Whoa, we did this shit we'd bring everyone that close to each other in such yeah. a small space. <laughs> like it's unreal. even that we took for granted, you know, uh, we did It's just the most normal thing, like the show, put everyone together, sweaty, half naked. You know? <laughs> <Pretty> much. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true, man. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. This is kind of a question I've been asking people just so anyone that's listening at home, what have you been doing outside of music that you've been killing time with or found valuable in your life that you could offer, offer some other people. And where are you? You're, are you in the Netherlands? I'm in the Netherlands right okay, now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Got it. Right. Uh, but yeah, is there anything you could, uh, you know, suggest to people to take advantage of? This is a very good question, man. I, and I'm going to be very honest with you. I think today I've been feeling kind of down today and I've, 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 I feel useless. Mm. Um, and I think today's the first day I've realized, Hey, maybe I should, try to do something outside of music uh, just to, you know, maybe to explore myself a little bit because every day in my life has been about music, um, about either making songs or touring or traveling for a show, uh, doing interviews. Um, and, and I feel like maybe today was the first I realized, hey, maybe this is a good time to explore something, something else. Mm you know and uh i'm I'm still trying to figure out what that is but i i i also don't really have hobbies outside of music it's really my life i I think about music all the time and 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 i get the most fun out of music Mm -hmm. so but i guess it's also good to find something that you can just clear your mind with sometimes i I like going for walks that i i do like going for walks that's what i do is 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 the netherlands pretty are you allowed to be able to walk? Is it just social distancing type vibes or have you guys have like a stuff? No, you're allowed to go out and uh, go for a walk, but only with uh, someone, you know, maximum two people or three people. You can't go sit outside with the group of people. It's right. the only thing you can do is like go for a run and then you got to return home. 
um, or go to the shops. Uh, the bars are closed. Uh, the no events. They just announced no events till September. Wow. Um, and I and I'm not surprised if they're gonna make make that even longer. I don't know. Yeah. No, no one knows, man. No one knows, man. It's nuts. It is nuts. Yeah. Well, dude, I appreciate your time, and I mean, congrats on everything that you've made all the way up to this point. It sounds like you're you're. There's gonna be some genius that comes out of being stuck in your crib. <laughs> you know, we're excited thank to you hear for, what you put out. Thank you for this. Great questions. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, we'll talk soon. Talk to you soon, man. Yo, shout out to San Holo for coming on the podcast. We appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much and stay safe. I'll have links to all of your information in the descriptions below. Um, next up, we got my boy Ev. Let's hop into that right now. Ev, What's one up? of the illest directors, ADs I ever met in my whole life. What's good? How you doing, my brother? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. I'm good. Um, you know, just I'm on cup number two of coffee, starting to get that like cracky feeling it's you know it's that part of the day i'm a i'm a tea guy yeah i'm I not like what do you, what like you what's your what's your go-to tea uh it's ginger and turmeric okay word that's some um, zen shit yeah but it's it's mixed i have some peppermint tea in there just you know, some turmeric some extra turmeric powder in there some lemon some honey hmm. you know it's pretty yeah. good for you yeah, I need to get into tea, man. Uh, how have you been? How's this shit been for you? I mean, like, for a person who lives their life on set tw- twelve hours at a time to it's been, plus, it's been weird, bro. Yeah, it's been weird, man. Like, it's weird, and there's it's and and there's there's no end in sight right now. As I we know. speak right now, there's no end in sight. Have you had? All right, so in L.A., obviously, you're in L.A. right now, right? Yeah. Okay, right. So they shut it down. We can't first it was like groups of 50 people and then in like a day's time it turned into groups of 10 people and then it turned out to like stay inside. Right. So that order happened through that process. Did you see obviously I'm sure you had a bunch of jobs cancel and then were you seeing people still trying to pull off productions? Yeah, we yeah. Yeah. Because the last job I did, we went all the way because New York had already shut down. Right. Um. And then I think the conversation about L.A. was was happening and we were shooting this video. I can't say her name because the video is not out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were doing a video for her and everybody was wearing masks. Everybody was wearing gloves. It was mandatory. Like yeah, our right. meetings had to be weird. I had to, you know, I mean, there was a laundry list of things that I had to cover because of that, because there was there were pre- precautions that we had that we started to to implement right. on set. Right. When we first started to hear about it. So um, part, part of the safety meetings that I had to do in the morning was, you know, was talking to people about making sure they, they have gloves on. And when they're talking to each other, have a mask on and make sure this. And, and we, we started to practice social distancing on that job. That's crazy. Um, yeah. On that job. It, it was it was it was it was weird watching camera department have to work. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, how the fuck is it? It's impossible, bro. It's yeah, literally it, impossible. Pretty much. And pretty and that's probably, that's. I mean, that's the main issue is that when it becomes impossible and you get to that point where you're still trying to do it and that's why they had to force it, but it's like you could see it become something where you're like, it's not going to happen to me. Fuck it. Let's just be around each other. You help hold my leg while I do this or whatever. And then you're six, you know, within that six feet range or whatever, and it's impossible. It so, is, it's, yeah, because, you know, because we're, we're every. Uh, Everyone in this industry are people person, right? Like mm-hmm. we, 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 this is what we are. We're always around each other. We crave right. that. 
Yeah. Like what we do requires us to be in close quarters with people. Yeah. So, it's, so I'm not sure how. Yeah, especially even like you, like as an AD, you're running over and you're trying to hype up whatever's happening. And then you're running over to the director and the team and whatever, and you're on their shoulder looking over the monitor. Everyone's yeah. fucking tight to this like 16 inch monitor, and you're trying to see. And everyone's breathing on each other and fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Everything. it's like, so, so did you, did you find after that job ended where you have people still tried to run operations since then from you? Like, have, have you been requested to work even during this shit? No, could, actually, you uh, no, what not, not in the larger scale that mm-hmm. I'm used to. Right. But of course you'll have like your smaller, smaller independent artists who want to like, hey man, it's just going to be me and you. It's just going to be me, you, and maybe in a camera, me and you and a girl. Right, like, right. Like that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but other than like the bigger names and the productions that I'm used to, everybody's like, oh, hell no. Yeah, they don't want to get, there's too many lawsuits for that it's type of shit. Yeah, it's, it's too much of a risk. It's too much of a liability. Man, you know, um, workers, how, how are you going to cover that? No, you can't. You, you can't. Know? So, it's yeah. a, it's a, for you, have you been touching the smaller jobs or are you just saying fuck this shit? Quarantine everybody. It's not worth a goddamn dollar, bro. Uh, fuck that. I, I fuck that. I'd rather jump on unemployment, find other creative means, other avenues. That's a great shift. What what have yeah. you been doing? Have you, I mean, this is what's interesting. It's in that time period where we don't know what the fuck's up and when it may end. So we're kind of in limbo where everyone's treating shit like it's a... Um, snow day and you're just kind of like well i'll just you know get a little fatter and not work out and fucking chill have you been doing anything different to to try to pivot so yeah i am in the process of producing a couple of lyric videos lyric videos there you go where does it sound um yeah so i'm i'm doing a lot of that uh doing a lot of reading doing a lot of writing and i'm actually doing uh taking care of my dga book which a lot of producers have been on my ass for years to to do, so that way I could join the, the uh, Directors Guild of America Union, so I could right. start doing more commercials and movies and and all the big uh, production houses kind of stuff. So right. So for um, people who don't know, could, could you weigh in on say say a lot of the listeners usually are like pretty one man band just getting into the industry? Could you explain a little bit more on the guild and like how how that process would change your career? I guess. Okay, so basically, as an assistant director. Um, uh, uh, there's the there's, there's the DGA the guild. So in in order to get into the guild, depending on um, which direction you want to go into, whether you want to go in as a second AD, whether you want to go in as a first AD, uh, uh, there's a certain amount of days that you have to show and prove that you've been on set, you you've you, you've worked. So um, and with that said, you have to the way you, you show the proof is you you make this book this binder where you have your pay stub, your call sheet. And what they call a cover letter for that job, which tells you the name of the producer, the date, and how many days you worked. You have to collect a certain amount of days uh, for for that. So, as a matter of fact, give me five seconds. I will show you what you are seeing right now is a book in process, right? Right. This is a DGA book in process. This is years 2018, 19, and what what was left of... uh, (laughs) 2020, All right? So it's, it's still it's still it's still a, a work in process, a work in progress. So what this is, as you can see, can you see it? Yeah, 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 I can see. So this is the call sheet, and then back of it, you staple the pay stub. Right, right, right. right? 
And then on top of that, you'll, you'll, you'll put the uh, cover letter. So, so as a first AD, I have to show, I believe, 520 days, days of work that I can prove, that they will approve to, in order to join the uh, guild. Do they, do, do they count OT? Like if you go into overtime, are you are you able to clock that in or no? It's just nah, one day. That's bullshit. Because nah. you know you'd be doing two days. You can do two days in one shoot, but you fucking are getting hosed into a 12-hour, eight-hour day. What? Dude, can you imagine? Yeah, you'd be done already. You'd be uh, done. Yeah, it's a, it's a wrap. I have it. To be honest with you, I have those days now. You do? I, I, hands down, I have them. It's just what's tedious about it is putting, putting the book together. Mm-hmm. That's the tedious part. Right. Because you but, are, as you are doing jobs, are you are you downloading all the information that you need from each job as it goes? Or are you just like, all right, it's time to work on my book and I have to think about who I need to hit up to get the information, or is it all an email from each job so you can just kind of like go back and do a little a little bit of both because there there are some times where I forget to do right. that. But yes, I, I have a binder uh, uh, that I actually collect all my call sheets and then I have a drawer in my shelf that I put all the uh, pay stubs from each right, right, job. Right. So what I do is, uh, what I used to do when I wasn't so busy was every month I would start to put them together. Right. But as I got more, quote unquote, for like a better word, more, more pop, popular with producers and directors, I started Very popular. jobs. So I had less time right. um, to do it myself. Yeah. So now that right. we have this time. Great opportunity. Great opportunity to do it. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so when you do make, all right, so you put your book together when you submit it, right? They are now taking a look at all your information, seeing if you hit, is it, is it literally just, I've done 500 days and here's all the documentation and they're like, boom, cool, you're approved. Or is you know, it a vetting process? There's, there's, there's vetting process. There's references. There's, you know, cause it's, it's like a brotherhood, you mm. know, there's folks have to vouch for you. Right. You know what I mean, so you, so you'll, so you'll get your reference letters from producers and from other ADs that are already in the guild that will, that will vouch for you, um, for you to get in there. So it's not right. just like, Hey, here I am. Right. So like, then no. that ultimately sets you up, right? From from doing maybe like if I if I'm not part of that and I'm I'm directing a video and I want you to AD, I'm just getting you to come on some random job that's got some random budget, but that separates you to be able to work on like almost to kind of respect your pay, right? Too. Correct. And that's going to lock you in to respect your pay. What other, what other perks for being in the guild? Insurance. And they're giving you insurance? <laughs> Is it? Is that what it is? I didn't know that. I don't know oh. much about the guild. I just don't pay attention to that shit. Dude, grade A insurance, bro. Hmm. Oh my god, grade A insurance. And, grade A insurance. And what is just as long as you're continuing to work? As long as you continue to work, you're collecting your pension, and 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 yeah, you're 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 getting your um, insurance. Yes. Wow. So that's yeah, it's dope, man. That's good. Uh, so yeah, now's the time, bro. Get your insurance while you fucking out here. <laughs> this whole time, I've been paying it myself. I know, me too. That shit's you know crazy. I mean? It's expensive, bro. It's very expensive. Well, not get the help, you know, and make some money while you're at it. Yeah, no, nah, that's super smart. Yeah, that's dope. Cool. So, all right, so let's talk about this shit. Oh, boy. From you being able to spend some, like, out of the year, how much would you say you spend your time directing and how much of the time are you um, assistant directing? Oh, I'm an assistant directing more than I am ADing, only because I, as a director, I'm just kind of like starting out. Right. But as an as assistant director, I've been assistant directing for you for years, maybe since 2005. Six. Right. Uh, so I would say I'll probably spend 
70% ADing, 30% directing. Right. And so for with this time too, are you spending some time kind of calculating future moves for projects or or when you say writing or reading, are you yeah. coming up with new uh, treatments and shit like yeah, that? Yeah, we're writing treatments, reaching out to labels, managers, artists um, who who's working or who's also taking this time to work on music and, and, and their, their, uh, different stuff. So I'm doing phone calls, Zoom calls, conferences, text messages, emails with all those different entities right that way when when you know when they do let us out for playtime <laughs> you know it's 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 there yeah but, it's go time you know. but the tricky thing about that though is um and I was having this conversation with uh, uh, some friends of mine uh, a couple of days ago is the tricky thing about that is we're not sure quite yet what the limitations are going to be as far as the rules on set right because think about it now, the way you used to film crowd shots is going to have to change. Right. You know what I mean? So if, if, this is, if this keeps going, how, how are you going to do a club scene? VFX. It's going to And what does a lot of hip hop uh, videos do? Have crowd shots, have club <laughs> shots, being, doing bottle service and shit. Doing bottle service shit, you know what I mean? Club, like, what are you going to do? It's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. So the creative is going to change a little bit. Well, even even when you go a step farther, it's movie sets, bro. You got uh, hundreds and hundreds of people. You have touring artists with hundreds of hundreds of people. I mean, our B&J tour was like, I think we had like 400, 500 people with us on that tour that yeah. we were moving around the world with, you know what I mean? Just billion mm-hmm. stages, making the cables make, hook up to the other shit and make the music play or whatever like how you gonna do a love scene yeah <laughs> damn what's gonna happen to the porn industry <laughs> oh, oh shit dude. um oh no. no it's over with <laughs> it's over with bro yo speaking of porn industry dog yeah speaking of let's talk about it was that the last video actually was that the last <laughs> was, was that the last thing you did was a, uh, what, a porno no, it wasn't a porno. What it was for Pornhub. Porn, Pornhub. No, I'm oh, sorry. yeah. It, it was the a, Tory Lanez thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeezy, Tory Lanez, and someone Jeezy, else. Jeezy, Tory Lanez, um, uh, Tyga. They were the first one to do a music video on Pornhub, I think. That's crazy. You were you did it? Yeah, I was. Uh, Daniel did it. I, I AD for Daniel. Fire. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah that's and that great. was, dude, that was one of those right before uh, um, uh, the coronavirus. So yeah, they need mad people again, on each other. Mask and gloves everywhere. And you and we had porn stars on set. So it was like, you know, stay away from me. Don't don't touch me. Right. But it was weird. Damn, that's insane. Yeah, dude, this shit shifts a lot. It was weird. All right, speaking of jobs that you've been doing. <laughs> speaking of jobs that you've been doing. Uh what who who out of, you know, from an artist standpoint, from music video standpoint, who who would you say you prefer working with? You really thoroughly enjoy working with from an artist standpoint. What what are some of your top artists that you like to to? Work oh, with? I mean, hands down, it's I'm biased, bro. I'm 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 a bit biased. It's got I gotta go to TDE, like hands down, mm-hmm. like that's family. Yeah, you know what I mean, so it's, right. it's they're they're the easiest to work with just just because we have that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But outside of that, drink is cool. Um, whew. I was just watching a right before this Ninja. There's this gamer named Ninja mm. who, who streams and shit, and he's just fucking super famous. And there's like series of videos where him and Drake are playing Fortnite together, 
and Drake's all about Fortnite, and it's like the most interesting thing just to watch them play fucking mm-hmm. video games. Uh, yeah, Drake is fire. They make money. Yeah, I know. Dumb money. money. Yeah. Everything we're doing is a um, mistake. But yeah, yeah. Outside of TDE, yeah, Drake is pretty cool. I'm sure there's a couple of artists that I'm forgetting about. I like I like the Eminem stuff that you do, bro. Oh, see, there you go. He's a. There's another one. It's, yeah. it's like that's 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 family right there. The the you video know? you guys did in um, Vegas, well, or whatever. I don't know if you shot it in Vegas, but it looked. Oh like no, it. this one was in. The, we actually shot in Detroit. It was in Detroit. It was in. De- it was in Detroit, but it was about the the Vegas concert. The Vegas shooting, right? Yeah. So. That shit was wild. Was that yeah. weird? Was that weird putting that video together? Like, it was, yeah, it was intense. It was, it was, it was intense. Um, uh, the actor we 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 got for that, uh, actually, the, uh, directed by James Larice, by the way, OSCB oh, family. Yeah, shout out. Um, but yeah, the actor he's a method actor, actually from 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 Broadway. Um, so the entire time, I had to keep him in isolation, really. Because I needed him, we needed him to to stay in character the the entire time. Because if if you really know the history behind the, that guy, he was meant to, you know you know he yeah, was yeah lunatic. So we we had to keep him in that state. So what we would do is during our, our um, safety meeting, I made sure I told the crew, don't talk, if you see him walking around the hallways, don't talk to him. Leave him be, him be. No laughing. No joking. Because we want, we always want him to be in that intense wow. mindset the entire time. So for two for two days, nobody spoke to him. Damn, that's crazy. That's a weird. weird. Di- that's super weird dynamic. But that he killed it because he killed it. That's got to be a weird it. role to play too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so relevant. You know, it's it just happened. Like that wasn't yeah. that long ago. He yeah he took it there. That's nuts. He, he took, and it was it was heavy. It was a, it was a heavy piece. It was it was. Yeah, it was a tough one. But his team, the whole point of the video was to uh, create awareness for was gun it a what was it gun violence? Gun violence, yeah. So was it was it to push people to uh, like a gun violence anti gun violence? Like a, it was like a, a, a call to arms kind of thing yeah. to, to 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 get people aware to make people more, um, I guess. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Do it. They wanted to bring more attention to the fact of like of all these people dying from gun violence, from meaningless right. gun violence, yeah. and that was something that's very important to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So this is this, that. Uh, so him and uh, James, the director, went. They went back and forth for a while um, about you know what to do for that song, for that video, and that, that was actually that, that was M's request for it to be that way. But wow. yeah, it was it was it was that that was it was it was a mind fuck. Yeah, I believe it because it's just so deep and real, and uh, you're you're literally recreating that shit. Yeah, the amount of guns we have. I mean, just the gun safety on that set alone. But that was, that was the biggest. That was the most amount of weapons I've ever had to deal with on set. Really? Yeah, we really we had a, we we had like thirty fucking. <laughs> yeah, gun. That's a shit ton of weapons. Yeah, because yeah, had, dude. Because you recreated the scene where they come into the room, the police come into the room, so you got SWAT coming in with their mm-hmm. guns. Um, he had, I believe, I think he had like a, a number, a total of 27 guns in that room. The real situation. Yeah, the real situation. So You're we right. try to match as much as possible. Damn, that's what crazy. What was going on there. Yeah, like we, we had we had to art direct the room to, to, to match it as, as much as possible. Yeah. But there's a lot of homework. A lot of, you know, YouTube and Googling had to be Yeah, done right. That. Of course. Um, for you, I mean, what, what, for anyone out there that's interested in getting to uh, assistant directing, what, what advice could you get them 
Um, if they're just starting out, if they're starting to climb that ladder, they want to do some research on how to become the best person for that job. What, what, what advice could you give to, um, well, for everyone is, 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 is different and they have to know what they want to do within the production world. I would say first know what you want to do, what your end game is, right? Because there's always, I think ADing, assistant directing is, is, is a stepping stone to either producing or directing yourself. You know, you know what I mean? So first you have to know which direction you want to go into. Right. Um, then the way I started, um, I, I was a PA. Uh, my very first job was a, was a video that was shelved the very first time. And, and, all, and all I did was wrangle cable all night long behind the dolly. Um, and, you know, it, and, and, and I built a name. You know, you, 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 you get to know your producers, get to know your production managers, get to know your, your production coordinators, get to know the office PAs. You know, because those are the people that are doing the hiring. Right. You know, once once they start hiring you, then you start telling them, like, hey, this is the, the direction that I want to go. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to go into the camera department. I want to be a director. I want to be a producer. Then you, you start having those conversations while you're on set. Then from there, you find yourself a mentor. You know, find yourself yep. a mentor in the department that you want to go into and latch on to that. Right. First. Yeah. Right? And then just keep just you just keep building that on. I love that. Um shit i don't this is this one happened quick we could talk for days but here's the reality is that you need to come get on the goddamn podcast when our social distancing order is all donezo oh i'm down i'm always down pretty please uh before we wrap it up two things one uh let's just mark this one on 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 record because you got into from my entire tour with uh beyonce and jay-z out of all the shows i've ever we ever did right we did fucking gang of them you can't. I got you into the illest one. Yes, <laughs> the illest one. Paris. Let me tell you. World Cup. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> he's doing. <laughs> he's doing the pray hands. If you're not watching this on video, uh, bro, for real though, that shit. That was the best show you could have ever have hit, and so random that you were there when I was there. I'll Why were you, you there? Listen, so. The way, let me tell you, first, I want to tell your listeners, everybody, this man came through so for, for me so ill. It will go down in history as one of the <laughs> best times and bucket list times ever in life. Dog. That's fire. All right. No, I'm, I'm not bullshit. No, like, that's how ill it was. I'm glad. I'm fucking glad. So me and my girlfriend at the time, we're in Paris for um, Afropunk. Okay. Word. Right. Because Scissor was performing. Right. So we're out there, see her. Um, but when it, 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 was, it was all right. And then I started posting and then you noticed that I was in Paris. Okay. Word. Yeah. He's like, Hey, yo, um, I'm like, no matter of fact, no, I hit you. I hit you and be like, yo, I'm out. I'm here in Paris. Right. Um, I saw that you guys were out here and then you hit me right back. Like, yo, blah, 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 what's up? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit. He answered. I was excited that, he, that, that, that you fucking answered. Right. Cause, um, cause, cause I know how busy that should be over there. Um, and then, yo, one thing led to another. Next thing I know, I was like... The VIP tickets. Oh, he was VIP. in the fucking illest oh. spot uh, at, that you could ever get into that shit. I'm, I'm so glad that worked out because that's difficult Dude, to pull off. We got an escort to our seats. That's right. You know that's what I mean? That's how we fucking roll out here, bud. That's how we be rolling out here. That shit was tight, right? And it was, it was, it was a World Cup finals that France won that we opened up the stadium early for people to come in and fucking watch the show on our big, the big screens, which I think got like you know, were the biggest screens of you know, that tour. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm probably not the first or the last person to do this, but 
You deserve a life. Bro. <laughs> Spark it up. For real, bro. <laughs> oh man, God, that shit was that was shit was so fun, man. I'm glad you got to come. Um, anyway, we, we'll talk more about that later. But so to end this shit, what what's one thing that you could give to people, advice wise? Things that they should take advantage of during this downtime to to kind of up their craft, especially when it comes to um, directing AD, writing. Obviously, you've told us a couple of examples, but you have anything else? What I would say is definitely find your passion. This is the time to find your passion. Mm-hmm. You have nothing else to do but find your passion. Whatever that is, read on it, pray on it, write on it, uh, reach out to people that are already involved in it. Uh, uh, seek mentorship from them because yep. they are doing nothing right now, just like you. Right, right. So everyone is 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 seeking, looking for something, searching for something to do, something to creative to to sink their teeth in. Let that be you. Right, right. So that's my that's my advice. Find your passion at this time that we have, and fucking just go for it, bro. Ask questions. Don't be shy. Cause ain't nobody gonna give you shit if you don't ask for it. Those <laughs> mouths won't get fed straight up. I love that. Damn. All right. Straight Couldn't up. say any better than myself, friend. Uh, I, I'm gonna also end on saying that I remember the first time. I think the first project I got to be on set with you with was when we did Mary J. Blige's doc, maybe oh, or, wow. or Strength of a Woman. Uh, we yeah. shot some shit downtown, and I, I think wow. afterwards. Yeah, no, no, no. It was like we at the warehouse, but then we went to that spot that's under the bridge where the fucking oval top part is, where you could like shoot down. Do you know what I'm talking oh, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that shit's gone now. Is it gone? It's gone now. Oh well, shit. But we were filming there, and I remember we shot all day long. And then you, you smoking right now made me just remember this memory. But after set, we got done. I was all whooped, and you just sat on top of the hood of the car and just fucking lit up a spliff and just started smoking weed. And I was like, and I just moved out to LA. I think I was like. Man, this is tight. Just LA is tight that we could just be downtown. You casually smoke a weed. We just shot an ill ass music video for a legendary artist. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm really in this shit right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like, I, you know what the weird yo, I have these moments frequently. Mm. You know what I mean? These moments where, you know, af- after we, we finish filming something, because, you know, my, my, my background is, is different. I'm not from a film background. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah. like, being around all these different talent, all these creators, and doing this 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 work that we do, I have those moments frequently on set, and, and after we wrap, that's usually where why you find me sitting in my car or outside, right? Like, just taking it all in. Yeah, you know no, I mean? that's incredible. Like for instance, today, um, uh, uh, an AD that I used to work for put a post up about a job that I totally forgot about because this is the fourth anniversary of Prince's death. Right. Like we did a, a short film with him, damn with friends, and I totally forgot about it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you'd be amazing in awe of the people and talent that you get to work with. Sometimes you just gotta just take it all in. You know? I know. I I agree with that. All right, bro. I appreciate you. Uh, stay safe and all that. We're gonna put links to your Instagram in the the description below. Sure. Yo, right. make sure you tune in tomorrow though. Well, oh yeah. Uh, well, shit. This will come out too late. But you are doing the little. You're doing the yeah. battles right now. So are, are you going to keep doing those? All right, there's more. So make there's make more. sure to t- pay, follow his Instagram because he's hosting these incredible director battles on his Instagram live. So check that shit out right now. Yeah, All right, cool. For real. All right, later, player. Love you to death, Def. Thank you for coming on the show. I'll put links to his Instagram below so you can check out his work and also. 
Also, also, make sure to tune in for whenever he does these directors' battles because he's getting some insane music video directors to go head-to-head sharing some of their best work. That's going to be super exciting. Um, all right, let's get to the final one of the day is my boy, Louis Vito. All right, let's start it. Louis Vito! <laughs> What's up, fool? Dude, I love that thing. The horn, more horn. More horns? I can do horns all day, man. We got all kinds of sounds on that fucking thing. How you been? I've been good, man. Just try not to... Actually, really, just try not to bored eat too much. Because like, when I get bored, I'm like, man, I'm hungry. And what can I eat? And I just stare in my fridge. So I'm trying to like keep healthy food in there. And then also just like try to stay active as much as I can. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, I don't think it really matters for you if you bored eat. As long as you're pulling tundra trucks outside, that clip. Yeah, was I got, I got a couple more videos to post, but that's yeah, the most. Did you see my comment? Which one was it? I said, "Why didn't you pan over and show me pushing it from behind?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was laughing on that. One. I got. <laughs> I haven't gone through the comments. Yeah, I got to go through that today. I did some on Facebook, but um, I got another one with my my girlfriend's here, and I have one of her sitting on top of the truck. So you don't see anything. And then I'm like pulling the truck and it come into frame. And then the truck is, and she's just sitting there, like just laying on the top of my truck. <laughs> I'm like, so when your girlfriend says, let's go work out. Right. Dude. He, he's literally, if you haven't go to his Instagram and check out the video, but he's literally pulling this truck with a rope and just hauling it across the parking lot. Cause he's a swole boy. Cause that's what's happening right. there. I had one where I'm pushing it and some kids were like, Oh, you can see the wheels moving. I'm like, Okay, like I have a video. You want me to show you a video where it's not one thousand percent stop? Like, man, you guys just really nitpicking here. Yeah, right. People really don't want you to win. <laughs> it's like, yo, I'm I'm literally doing this shit. That's crazy. Yo, uh, what? How how is this? How is this whole quarantine thing affected snowboarding? Like for you and and all the activities? Because you you are a traveling man. You be bouncing all over the place. Uh, yeah, I'm it, it here. sucks. <laughs> it does. Um, dude, we've I've had so many things canceled. Like. First off, all the mountains are closed, so that's obviously like a big thing. The next is like, you know, Mount Hood will be the next place. Like, so all the camps got canceled in the spring because springtime's like learning new tricks and kind of all that. And then uh, Mount Hood will be like the summertime, so we're kind of waiting to see what's happening with Mount Hood because they have all the summer camps, like big for ski racing, and there's some snowboard camps. High Cascade Wendells have a snowboard camp, and then after that, it's going to Europe. And at this rate, I mean, I don't know. People are talking about maybe not even being able to really get to Europe much this summer at all, yeah. even if the mountains do open. So that's kind of like everyone's just sort of waiting. I have, I'm supposed to do something out at Mount Hood, and they're like, "Yo, what do you, what do you, when are you thinking about coming out?" I'm like, "Well, when are we going to open? Like, if it's going to open, I'll just book a ticket the next day." I'm like, I'm always quick on the trigger. Like, let's just go. Right. But now it's like I'm sitting here, and it's funny because it's kind of nice because. I'm getting so much stuff done at my house that like, Oh, I have a guy that can come put a new roof on my house. Okay. Perfect. I'm like, Oh, two weeks. Perfect. I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. like, Ooh, I'm here for three days. I'm gone. I'm here. I'm gone. But the other side is like, it kind of sucks. Cause I'm here. I'm just like, Oh yeah, I need to do this and this. And it's just like, right. Check, right. In the check, right. In the check. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing all your money go away. Hey, but, now's the time to take uh, some lessons on roofing, bro. And just getting up there and doing yourself. You know what I'm saying? Well, the funny thing is, is my, with my girlfriend being here, she's all about like, let's do this. Let's paint this room. Let's do this. Let's do this. I got my get my guest bathroom finally remodeled because my friend, um, who I ride with that snowbird, he does it too on the side. So okay. I finally got him cause he can't ride. So he's like down just to make some money. So 
Um, but that was good. Cause you know, for me, it's like run to the store, get this tile, get, I mean, he homie rated it heavy. So yeah. he was doing the work, but like, all right, go get this rather than like, I think this one, go pick this up, go do this. Right. Like, I can go help out as much as I can, but, but I'm just not like, I have too bad of ADHD and like, you know, then you got to like measure, make sure you're cutting one and one eighth and then you got to make sure it's level. It's just like, right. I'm not tedious enough for that stuff. Yeah. Right. That's funny. I, uh, we we were just in i think like right as this shit started we were in alaska and i fucking it was the funniest shit ever because i facetimed you to teach my brother how to do a proper 360 because he really wanted to master it and i was like it was funny before i called you because he's like hold on i'm gonna text my friend kyle and he starts texting our homie kyle from iowa who can do it too and i'm like all right he's like i'm, I'm like all right you call your lifeline i'm gonna call mine and i called you <laughs> he's like who are you calling and i was like louie he's like Oh fuck! I follow him on Instagram, and his girlfriend's she golfs. I follow both of them. They golf because my brother's obsessed with golf. And he was yeah. like, "Oh shit!" And then he was just trying to act all cool. <laughs> he was trying to act all cool. And you're like, "Just text me a video. I'll teach him." You he did that, dude. He was sitting there just like rewatching and trying to study your notes the whole time. He eventually got it. It was the it was it was a. Uh, it was nice. It was a good little virtual lesson. So shout out to you for that. Yeah, that's sick. I just wish I was out. I mean, last time you were in Colorado, I got to come hang with all you guys. So hopefully. I know. Once all this thing happen, you know, goes away, I can come ride with you guys again. Cause that's always fun. And it's fun. Like I get so into it. Like to, for him to like learn a 360 would be so like that you, you know, that feeling you, you get when you learn a new trick. So even when you see somebody else do it, you're like, hell yeah, dude, that's what's up. You get right. some jack. Yeah, it. I know. It's like the, the illest part about skate videos to me is like, or snowboarding videos. It's like when someone's landing something that they've you know for a fact they've been saying they're doing it over and over and over again all day long and they finally get it and all the homies come running over just like ah like yeah you know what i mean that's like that was my favorite part about the skate part so when let's let me ask you this are people in the snowboarding industry taking the time right now to train in some form outside of, like obviously i'm assuming the gym but are they trying to train is there ways to train without access to you know resorts Yes and no. I mean, I see, you know, there's some people that who might like split board up the mountain, but even there is like pretty strict on in certain areas, like resorts, maybe not let you go up the mountain. You might have to go in the back country. But then I saw this photographer that I've done some stuff with over at Snowbird and he was saying like last week or something, I think there was like 30, he said there was like 31 human triggered avalanches like over the weekend or something crazy like that. Just because like you get some people that don't really know, they're like, Oh cool. There's still, we got snow up there. We're just going to go like send it. And it's like, right. well, it's still pretty dangerous just because the mountains not open. Doesn't mean like avalanche dangers closed too. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure like, I know some people like some of my close friends, you know, they're just working out and it's kind of treating it like almost like the off season, like summertime where you can go ride or maybe you're taking like a month off, but everyone's kind of in limbo. You know, there's not like really, one mountain that's open where it's like, Oh, they got a half pipe there. Or they got jumps set up there. You see some people like kind of dicking around, you know, maybe if they live up in the mountains in Europe or wherever that might be building stuff. But yeah. for the most part, I mean, everyone's kind of just chilling, you know, letting their body chill, maybe doing some workouts and just hanging. Right. Yeah. I, f I feel like that maybe there's not like a, it's not terrible that a lot of people could kind of slow, slow it down towards the end of the season and like get stronger for next season. You know what I mean? Assuming that it's going to cut back. It's like you have the opportunity to at the end of the year, like you said, people are learning new tricks and things like that. You're prone to getting hurt. I don't know if that's pussy shit. To I, say. Think it's, I think it's the one thing that's kind of trippy is it's like, it's for everybody. It's not like, Oh, the U S we're locked down. Like, you know, everybody in Europe or wherever they live in the world, like 
they're out there riding and they're like training and we just can't even get to Europe and we're screwed. It's like nobody can ride right now, like in the entire world. Like right. that's crazy. Right. That is crazy, bro. Damn, that's nuts. You so with you, do you still have the, the thing you do with Toyota? Yeah, I mean I do a bunch of stuff with Toyota between Toyota and Toyota Olympics. So I was supposed to go to Hokkaido in June and run with the torch for like this before the Olympics started. Then I was going to Tokyo with Toyota and doing a bunch of content during the Olympics. So both of those things got canceled. So that sucks. But right. yeah, I do a bunch of stuff with Toyota and uh it's awesome. Like they're the they're the best. They've been yeah. sending like little care packages uh during this whole quarantine thing which is oh, cool dope. and like what uh, like little like floor mats um i got like a little <laughs> gift card to like amazon or postmates and then i got like a little fruit basket and then they might you know they send us a puzzle with like all the team toyota athletes pictures on it and like oh, um cool. just like little cool things like that but like the, like the amazon gift card like yeah maybe go get like something to help you train or get ready for you know during the off, you know, just like trying right. to be involved because what the Olympics was crazy is when I was talking to them just about the summer athletes is like swimmers, for instance, like they couldn't go to a pool really and go train or like certain sports. They just couldn't train period. It wasn't like, Oh, we don't know if we can have the Olympics. It's like, we can't train. So then they're like kind of trying to figure out how can they help their athletes? Like they're yeah. a really involved company. It's not like they just write the check and go do your thing. Like they're very involved. So it's like, okay, do we need to help build these home gyms for our athletes to train for the Olympics? Um, this is all before they canceled or postponed it. But, I mean, it's great to work with a brand that's just so, like, hands-on with, with the athletes that they support. When they say, we want you to be part of Team Toyota, like, you're really part of Team Toyota. Yeah, that's crazy. I was going to ask if that, obviously, for that, uh, I don't know, partnership, you're you're kind of put to the task of traveling quite a bit, so it's like if that's out the boat, what what else are they trying to find ways to pivot that? Obviously, taking care of you guys, but I didn't know if like was you pushing the truck part of your thing nah, with them. It was nah, just you was being just funny. I mean, yeah. they they like obviously they're going to be stoked. They might be like, ooh, I don't know if uh, our our uh, com- you know our whatever office is going to be human resource office or whatever is going to be you know super stoked on you know trying to get people to like push their truck with a small ass chain because it literally was like the bare minimum i realized when i i went to home depot i'm like how much i'm like with Haley. i'm like how much chain do you think i need to get because i want to loop it and i was like i don't know eight feet yeah that sounds good and then i got there i'm like yeah this is like the bare minimum kind of close to the truck because it you know if, once you kind of stop like it's gonna keep rolling oh like so it's you like you gotta over. Like, drop the chains and run right um but no that was just for me and it was cool because i remember i think my dad some of my dad was a big wrestler and like coached wrestling and all this stuff too and i think he had an athlete back in the day that used to like push his truck in the fields or like some you know farm kid and i've always had that in my head so I tried it like last summer, I think it was. And the guy who filmed it, I didn't really like the way it was filmed. It was just like an amateur dude. So this one, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. It's just going to be for Instagram. Right. So Haley filmed it all for me. But that's just for me. Like, I mean, yeah, they, they're stoked to have me posting and talking about Toyota. But it's not like, yo, you need to do a Toyota post of like showing yeah, off of your car. They're just right. like, you know. And it's I find different ways. Well, my deal so weird because it's for snowboarding. But I try to do everything. Like I was supposed to go to Hilton Head for this kind of meeting that they're having and I'll go give, do like a Q and a or talk or whatever. So I like try to do anything they want me to do. I'm down for because a, they, you know, they're a great brand. So anything I can do to stoke them out, I'm good for, but like 
you know, they sponsor anglers. So like Gerald Swindle's a good friend of mine and he's one of their bass anglers. And he's like, I mean, he's on, he's like talking smack to me all the time on social media, but he's like, awesome. He's just a, a bass fisherman from Alabama, but like, yo, I want to do a trip with him. And then I want to go do a trip. I did a thing with this guy, Antron, who's like their drag racer. And it's like, try to, they sponsor so many different athletes. How can I do different oh, things cool. with everybody? Cause it's like learning, right? Like, yeah. oh, I've never been to a drag race before. Okay. I go with one of the best and Antron takes me and I'm standing like, you know, 20 yards from the behind of the drag, the drag race car. And it's like, when it goes, you like feel it. They're like telling you to hold on to your phone tight because it'll blow it out of your hand. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. much power. Right. I did like I did like drove a pace car at NASCAR with that for Toyota. It's like just try to do all this different random That's stuff because dope. at the end of the day, it's like these are I'm at now. I don't know when I'm ever gonna go to a drag race or at least have that access at a drag race. So it's like right. try to do as much different stuff. But a lot of it's put on hold now because I can't travel as easily. So I'm about to go to Alabama though and go with Gerald Swindle was like talking smack to me because I posted a video of doing box jumps up on my tailgate. And he's like, that's like a silver medal truck, Louie. And then he goes to his other <laughs> truck. That's all jacked up. He's like, this is the gold medal truck. We got to get you doing this. If you want the gold, you got to I'm like, all right. So you're saying I can come to Alabama then. So yeah, I'm right. to Alabama and go fishing <laughs> with you just so I can box jump the back of your jacked up tundra. Dude, that's dope that they, they allow you to kind of ex- go have experiences and, is it like, so say you go pitch the, I'm going to go fishing with this dude. He's a bass fisherman, whatever. Boom. You go down there. Are you trying to like get content throughout the trip or just express like, yo, I got to do this dope thing and it was powered by Toyota. And like, that's kind of their bare minimum for what you're kind of like trying to sell, I guess. My idea is like, yo, I want to do this. And then they say, okay. And then there's like, oh, so there's this, um, fishing competition, uh, that Gerald's competing you should come and hang out and like, watch and we'll film some stuff but like originally that's how it started i did this fishing show oh crap we lost you no somebody was calling me are we back yep ignore ignore Uh, um so they're like yo we're doing this fishing competition so i did this this youtube competition fishing competition that's out right now is like three episodes three or four episodes it was with hummingbird and minn kota uh which are like kind of technology for fishing boats. Like I'm not much of a fisherman, but it was like, it was like the MTV, the challenge and fishing together. Right. And that's how it kind of started. So that was like, I brought, got brought onto a trip and we did this or that, but, um, I, Gerald didn't come in. They had the guy KBD who's like one of the best bass fishermen ever. He's on Toyota as well. So he was there, but we, he was like, kind of like a guest star on there. But that's kind of how they knew that I wanted to go fishing and do that. But that was like a crazy. So that's on YouTube right now. Um, it's how do people the, find that? Yeah, one the the one boat challenge. So it's, pretty, it's good times. I suck at fishing, but yeah, I'm not that good either, man. Um, what were some of the well, more- one time out there? They said, "Have you fished? Yeah, I've fished before. What would you say? I'm an amateur. Like I've been fishing. Yo, they put me. I'm with like a YouTube fisherman kid, a guy that's a guide for like this kind of bass and connecticut then there's like a guy and a girl that are both salmon guides and then this person i'm teamed up with this dude willie who's like ex-nfl player lives in south florida has like four different fishing boats for like saltwater freshwater then i'm then you're with like these two other guys that are deep sea fishermen and then there's me i'm like i'm so (laughs) like well i said i'm a beginner like yeah i'm a beginner but like i'm like real beginner yeah right right you're like i can put the worm on the fucking hook and cast it i think I yeah, think. but I had like, dude, I had like four rods. I had like any tackle I wanted. 
Dude, uh, I want to watch this shit. This sound, this is like the cool shit that I think people find the niche on YouTube where it's like fishing is dope, right? People like, like I love going fishing when I was a kid growing up, I would fish. And then to yeah. find a channel where you could literally follow someone around who's able to do it all the time. And I don't have time to go fishing all the time, but I can kind of live vicariously through them. Like I found yeah. a, I found this channel, this dude that flies powered parachutes, like the engines, oh, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. you know, and all he does is he hooks a GoPro to his foot. And I wish I could think of his name right now. Tucker something, Tucker, look up Tucker, uh, flew to McDonald's power parachute. That was like one video I found, but he straps the GoPro to his foot, then one to his head so he can show you his point of view and then he can film himself. And then he'd have a headset where he just records and basically does a goddamn podcast while he's flying. And he, that's his YouTube video. And he's like, all right, boys, let's send it. And he just like runs and then he's like, and he flies. And I'm like, dog, I will never do that shit. Fuck that. I'm afraid of that. But this is cool as hell to watch you do it and tell me about it. And I can like learn about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, th and this is like, dude, we're, I'm on a fish. First off, like I'm the same, like I put a worm on, maybe got a bobber, maybe don't have a bobber, whatever. But like that kind of fish, this is like, dude, the hummingbird and like, has like 360 sonar. You can see like how deep the water is. You can see God fish damn. on the little screen. Damn. And like, I couldn't see the fish. I could just look at the depth and see right. if there's like, they called structure, like trees and stuff growing out. But then it's like these guys. And then they have like these Minn Kota, like these talons that can like shoot down and they're like spikes. So you don't have to like throw an anchor or you don't have to like, wow. we had like the most pimped out rides ever. And we're in, we're in Mexico and it's like home. We're at this guy's fishing lodge and it's like known for like anybody goes there really and they like break their personal record for like bass fish or bass, right. bass fish and like we're staying at this place and it's like full on nice we're, we're actually like 30 miles from like sinaloa cartel headquarters it was right after like those uh fundamentalist people got shot up on the side of the road so it's yeah, like kind of like oh where am i going <laughs> and but like there's no lock on the door so you're like i want to we're like, call time's 5 30 okay cool wake me up at 5 30 they like knock on your door open the door turn the lights on mr louie mr willie time to get up hand you like a hot cup of coffee you're like boom Damn. okay it's called the anglers Inn. it's like so pimp and then it's like good food you like they have like breakfast already prepared you just get in and you're like lunch you come in then you go out again they have all the guides it's just like bougie fishing but you're like in the middle of mexico somewhere i don't even know where i was and you just fish all day and they're like eating lunch. You're like, man, I really want some nachos. Okay, we'll go make you some nachos. Boom, what do you want on it? Boom, 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 boom. Throw it all in, go to bed. And that What a fucking like, life. It was sick. But it was like, yeah. I want to go back. This guy's got one. He's got two in Mexico. One's for the big bass, which is what we where we were at. Then there's one like two hours away, which is like, you catch like a hundred bass there. You mm. just catch fish. And then he's got one in the Amazon. And then I think he's opening one up in, in Idaho. But like I'm like, damn, I'm gonna take my yeah, pops there. It's sick. That's crazy. What a shit. Damn, that's fucking nuts. I want to get into. Damn, I don't, now I want to go fishing, bro. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to Mexico, bro. I'm down. It's like I was telling all these people. I'm like, I'm going to Matsalan, Matsalan. Like, oh, sick. You know, whatever. I'm like looking up, like stay in the Golden Circle or whatever it's called. It's good. It's fun. Great beaches. I land there, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, what's up? Like how far away is it? How long is this drive? Like two hours. I'm like two hours. We're not even in Matsalan. I just like flew there. And then we had to drive two hours to get to where we're going. <laughs> I love that you just are flying at, by like the seam of your pants, bro. Like that's so crazy that your life really is that like you just tripping on different experiences and just going and trying things out of like, you just test shit, which is so dope. That's so cool that you've curated that type of, I guess. I mean, I want to do it more. I mean, my thing would be now is like, 
I want to be able to create my own stuff. Like I want to do this. Perfect. I'm going to go shoot it and film it. Like I look at like, you know, some of those YouTubers who've done such a great job. It's like they get paid to just go to cool places and shoot stuff. And it's like, but they created it all. Like, okay, I go to cool places. I got to get better at documenting it and telling the story and all that. Um, so I'm working on that. You know, my, my girlfriend, Haley, she just got into YouTubing, but she's doing a lot of golf stuff. So I've like learned some stuff through her, um, just from what, like watching her learning curve on how to do it all. And it's just so interesting. Like you said, it's, there's so many like niches, like her stuff, you know, she'll do just strictly golf stuff, but then within the golf world, then you have people that are just trick shots. And then they have people that do this and people do right, right. she's kind of like, cause she has such a big Instagram. So her kind of trying to figure out what, what does well on YouTube for her and her followers and watching that grow. And then obviously Toby Miller, who we've talked about a bunch yeah, love the kid. watching his YouTube kind of grow and how he's changed it and kind of found his lane on what he's doing. I mean, it's really sick stuff, but nah, it's, yeah, it's, fun. it's fun to see. I mean, I just need to get a little, I'm just so bad at documenting stuff because it's like, I don't think about it. I'm not like, Oh, this is going to be a sick video to shoot here. <laughs> Whereas you gotta like change you the mentality, are, bro. That's all you see. Yeah, you gotta change the mentality. Just know, like, I'm going to wherever to go bass fishing when the most random place in Mexico. I need to film all this shit and then t- talk to the camera. That's all. That's the fix. If yeah, you can film fun. it all and then just turn the camera on you and be like, "Dude, we just caught this fucking bass. This is crazy. This ship does this shit. Blah 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 yeah. blah. All the stuff you just told me. You're telling me all this shit, and I want to see it. So just but, show but see, me. That's the thing, though. Like, I can, I can public speak. I can. I can do anything. I can do any interview. I can interview people. I can do all that. My weakest, my weakest thing is selfie videos. I can, Mm. I hate selfie video. I don't know if it's like seeing myself or what, but I, you put a camera on me. Like we're talking right now. I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at myself, right? Right, I'm looking at you. I talk for days. If you told me to like set up the camera and like, do a whole thing about myself and I'm looking at my, I can't, I suck at selfie videos. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now how you fix this shit. Okay. You take your phone. Instead of holding it in selfie mode, flip the bitch so you don't see yourself. Just yeah. know that you're in a shot. Talk all day. Look at that lens. Blah, 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 blah. And then you're done. And then now you have a video. Like, don't overthink yeah. it. Because no one's going to care about that shit except for you. And that's how you're going to win in that. Because you do have access to the illest shit. And that's what YouTube channels are. People that get access to cool shit and take you through it and blah, blah, blah. Or or you just go a step farther and just get someone that's going to rock with you for like, you know what I mean? Like, move them into your house or some shit and let them have rent for free and just rock with the camera for a year and see how long it lasts. See, yeah. I'm like, yo, let's do on, let's go on a trip, Ben, and you you can shoot it, and then I'll just be like the fill-in spot. Like Toby does that so much. Toby's so funny because he loves shooting photos and videos now. So it's like he wants he just geeks out on all these camera stuff. And like my background right here, like the salt flats. Like we went yeah. to the salt flats, like right when this quarantine happened, and he's like, he's just so down to shoot anything because having a subject there to shoot is better than just shooting like a landscape. Right. And so like I'm so I'm like, yo, Ben, let's go do this. I just want to be like, hey. Sam Calder, let's go shoot a video, bro. And yeah, I'll I know. Just be there, and you. I know it. it. I know. I, I know how it is. But there's people out there that are ready to go right now that have nothing else going on that are just as creative. You know what I mean? Some people. Yeah. I just got lucky that I got busy as fuck and have massive projects that I get to do all the time. And then I'm trying to build this shit. But like, if I did not. I would be prioritized. I'm like, dog, me and Lou are going everywhere next year. We're going to go film all kinds of crazy shit, go yeah. all over the world, turn that pitch it to whoever the fuck. Like, anyway, uh, to wrap this up, 
give Wait, one time piece. Wait, time out real quick. I got to say one thing. It's been awesome to watch your growth, even the short time that we've known each other, just seeing how much you've grown, the projects you've done. And then also with the community that you've built, it's fun to go on there and just see people interacting with each other and uh, like showing the projects they're working on or getting tips and people giving feedback. Like that's been, I, I enjoy seeing that because you see the kind of be, I love the, the process, right? Like right. someone's like, I'm shooting this, like, Hey, what do you guys think? Or, and then people giving different feedback because in the creative space, especially like the way you shoot something might be different than this person shoots something that's different than this person or the way you might edit it might, Oh, I didn't even think about using this effect or doing this. Right. So I think it's cool that, a, what you've done, but also now with the community and you've built that community and how everybody kind of works together and gets feedback. And I mean, there's some definitely some people that will tell you exactly how it is. And I right. think that's what you need though. Like it's not all sugar-coated there. It's like, yo, that's kind of whack, but you should try this. Man, no, I appreciate it. I, I'm glad that it's like a helpful tool that people are finding valuable and are utilizing to like empower themselves. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole point of this podcast. That's the whole point of the community from the jump. So I'm glad... Real recognize real. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, end it with this. What's one piece of advice you could give someone that's at home right now who's you know stuck on the couch, living through quarantine, et cetera, that to just empower themselves, to better themselves, what's one piece of advice you could give to someone that that's needs to take advantage of the time we have? Well, I'm in the process of still forcing myself to do it, so it's a lot easier said than done, but like this is the time where I'm looking at it like write your goals down, and then kind of, or whatever objective, and then try to set your plan of attack. So it might be something that you can't do right now. Like you can't go somewhere and do it, but you have, you lay out the whole roadmap to it. And then, so when everything's kind of opens up and gets going, you're ready to attack. You're ready to hit the ground running. This is a great time to kind of get those goals written down, get those plans of attack, things that you want to do, things you need to do right. and kind of start being ready to execute. Like I have a lot of ideas. I'm really bad at executing. So now this is a time where I can kind of set my plans and be like, okay, when this is ready to go, I'm, I'm there. Right. Love that shit. All right, man. Stay safe. Appreciate you Thank always. You. I'll talk to you soon. Later, later, man. That's it. That's the episode for today. I hope you guys enjoyed. This was episode number six of the Quarantine and Chill. That's fucking awesome. Um, we're cruising along. Let us know what you think about these episodes. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Share a screenshot of you listening to the episode with us on Instagram so we can repost that. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and sharing your feedback. It helps us keep curating this content and making sure that we're you know trying to fill some gaps with you guys back home while you're you're sitting there, uh, you know, quarantining and chilling. Hmm. All right, cool. Uh, that's it for today's episode. We will see you in a few days, you bitch. <laughs>